Empire. Deal back to Hachimura. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assists from me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took his in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's up, guys? We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions! This podcast is all over social media, so follow us on Twitter at Beltway Bro Pod, Instagram at Beltway underscore sports underscore bros underscore podcast. Also, the Facebook group, just search Beltway Sports Bros Podcast. And you can also find us at BeltwaySportsBros.com. There's a podcast player right on the front page. If someone you know doesn't want to or know how to download a podcast app or even knows what a podcast is, just tell them to go to the website and hit play. Simple as that. Thank you for joining us today. We are the Beltway Sports Bros. I'm Matt Vizana, and as always, my brother, Noel. Hey, Noel, nice long weekend. It was. Happy to be back at work. Oh, yeah, it was great. I mean, most of the weekend <laughs> was work. It just didn't get paid, but, you know, it's, it's, ni- it's nice to be back on the air. With you. Yeah. Back on in the airwaves. That I'm thankful for. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> how the Christmas lights turn out. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Knock on wood. All the lights are up um, and sturdy. And uh, we got a big rain. So they survived that, which I, I'm, I'm apprehensive after the first big rain to see if everything settles in. And so far, so good. Yeah. True professional. I, I think I might have ended up in jail if if they if I went outside and they were out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not done with my Christmas lights yet. Okay. I got a couple more odds and ends, but I'm I'm actually quite proud of my work. Good, good. I'm lie. good. I'm glad you're on board, Matt. Christmas spirit and all. I will say this: I tried to get up on the roof, not the roof, but the the porch. It, it wasn't as flat as I remember it, so I, I decided to. Uh, hey, you staggered, my you way staggered your way off of it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm not doing. Slid this. your way. <laughs> Did you get on all fours to get off? <laughs> um, I never actually got on the roof. Oh man, I'm telling you. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I look up at that thing now. I'm like, I'm too old for this shit, man. I ain't got time yeah. for this. Maybe I've gotten up there once. Maybe to clean a gutter or something, but right. I don't remember it being that much slant to it. Yeah, I was like, nah ain't gonna happen and then i looked up i was like how am i gonna get up to that part you know cause i don't have another ladder I'm, I'm gonna die today so i was like you know i'm good i'm gonna go ahead and uh <laughs> yeah. sit this one out no, no i don't bl- i don't blame you for that that i will say it's okay i give you <laughs> well, i give you, you a pass on that part of it oh and then the, the electricity went out today oh beautiful it's seven o'clock in the morning andrew wakes up explodes into my room because everything turned off i don't know how he even knew he was sleeping but you know a rat God. fart will wake that kid up. Wheels are always turning with that one. No kidding. Not to stereotype, but it's like women. They don't sleep in peace, man. No. They just don't. I could sleep through a thermonuclear blast. <laughs> uh, Lindsay will wake up from a rat fart. Yeah. The only thing that wakes me up, truthfully, is Andrew. That's it. Uh, he wouldn't even wake me up. No, or I'd punt him. It's, it's ingrained in my <laughs> psyche at this point. I didn't sleep for a whole fucking year, so... First year of his life. Well, good. He's I'm glad you had me. a happy Thanksgiving. We'll end on that note. Good. Positives. Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a good Thanksgiving overall. 
Skins one. I'm going to call him that. I'm not going to use the the R word, but I'm going to call him Skins. I think I'm okay with that. From moving yeah. forward, just Skins? Well, you know. Every once in a while, if it slips out, it'll be Skins. Yeah. I can live with that. I can live with you that. You know, they don't really have a name, so yeah. why not? For a good reason, hey, it seems like. Whatever makes it easy for you. Washington is hard for me to get out on a consistent basis. It's, you know, three syllables. It's a whole it thing. It is. It's a whole thing. You know, Washington yeah. every single time. It's not like it's Miami or something. Boom, boom. Yeah. So I understand what you're saying. So yeah, every once in a while, if it slips out, good. Skins uh, skins will work. That's PC enough. Yeah, I'm not offending anybody, right? Right. Okay. All right. So speaking of the Washington football team or skins, (laughs) skins. whatever you like to call it, let's go over a quick game review of Washington's dominating 41 to 16 win over Dallas. Yes, the game was on Thanksgiving, as we know. It felt like it was like a month ago at this point, but you haven't heard our reaction so, you know, here we go. You want to start? Yeah, sure. Hey, I think that um, they played really well. They did what they were supposed to do in all phases. I still want some points on an opening drive. It's kind of bonkers to me that they can't put a playbook together to perform a decent drive to start the game. And at the beginning of the game, it was a little... <laughs> I was wondering where this game was going to go. Yeah, a little touch and go. And um, I think, honestly, the biggest turning point in the game was when it was back, getting a little back and forth, was why the fuck were the Cowboys going for it on fourth and short with five minutes left in the half on their own 35? I have no idea. And, and passed it. And passed <laughs> you it. Have, you have Ezekiel Elliott with a less than a yard. You could have pissed and made that first down and leaned forward. Just give it to Dalton and push forward on it. They make up a 10-yard out, don't get it, and then that's really where the momentum change happened. Okay, Washington goes down and scores. Big Good touchdown no call, there. By the way. Huh? Good no call. Good on that, no uh, call that on that. I thought for sure that was going to be pass interference on I that. I mean, I would have been pissed if I was on the other side of that. Yeah, that I mean, he went through the dude, but it was a bang, what they call a bang, bang play. That was to me because Dallas was moving the ball up until that point. And for whatever reason, they decided to go for it on that fourth down. It totally changed the trajectory of the game in our favor. I'm like, what? And I'm watching the game with Ryan. Even he, an 11-year-old, said, what are they doing? Punt the ball. Get out of there. There's five minutes left in the half and move on with your day. I know. Well, the same thing you can say about that fake punt. What in the fuck was that? What was that? On your own 25 or whatever that was? disaster and not even a good play that was like an end around. Like and the guy, the guy had to run twenty five yards to get. Did was, you see was, the depth of his end around on that? He took that thing almost back to the end zone to loop it around. What was quite he possibly doing? the worst fake punt I've ever seen worst. outside of like Zorn's swinging gate. Worst, and but, I think the swinging gate had more of a chance. Yeah, than that. But I will say, you know, Washington on those plays where it was the dumb fourth down, the fake punt, the uh, Ezekiel Elliott fumble. They scored points out of those turnovers and yeah. change of possessions. That was huge. They did what they needed to do on those possessions offensively. And can't say enough about Gibson, man. Beast. Hmm. He loves the Cowboys. I can tell you that much. Eat him up. Well, uh, speaking of Gibson, you kind of made fun of me on the last episode that uh, he was turning a corner. And I told you. Everybody turns he, a corner against the Cowboys. No, he played great the game before, too. No, he played great. Yes, absolutely. But I'm saying his two best games are against the Cowboys. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and he played well against the Bengals, have a much better run defense than the Cowboys. And truth be told, the Cowboys have actually played well. I mean, they beat the Vikings yeah. the week before. Yeah. They should have probably beaten the Steelers a week before that. Mm-hmm. At least they played him really tough. 
if nothing else. So, you know, everybody on the pregame show, the Cowboys are moving on the right path, uh, you know, the upper trajectory bullshit, and then the skins come in and just, we know what happened. So that was phenomenal. There's nothing better. I mean, we don't see this very often. What have they won twice on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys in history? And that's why I picked against them, to be honest with you. It's just not in their favor to win on those big platforms where everybody in the country is watching. Man, Batonio Gibson made a name for himself nationally. McLaurin did. I mean, running down after that pick. I mean, what a fucking play that was. Oh, yes, absolutely. I just love everything about Terry McLaurin. There's nothing negative about him. Nope. Even his press conferences, he's just such a class act and he works his ass off. Such an old soul, man. He really yeah. is. I just love the guy. I think he may be my most, my favorite player since like Please don't Cooley say that. Portis. All I no. need is for this guy to go out and blow out all his right, knee next No, no, game. you don't need to say that. That's you, all you I need. need. No, no. You saying that he's your favorite player is what jinxes him. Not, not me saying that the guy could potentially blow out his knee. The reason why he would is because you'll either A, go buy some fucking Terry McLaurin jerseys or t-shirts or a fucking helmet with his signature on it. He's toast, man. He's done for. I don't buy present player anything anymore. Good. I've, I've learned from my Good. mistakes. Don't even talk about him. Do me a favor. <laughs> Geist was my last purchase, and that was strictly because Ryan <laughs> and, likes him. And poor Ryan, you've passed part of your hex on to him now. But um, And that was another turning play of the game. It was 20-13. to 13. What a bad interception by Alex Smith, dude. And I thought he played well. He played within the confines of the game, no doubt. This is becoming a trend now. Yeah. Bad decisions in bad situations. The guy didn't even realize the ball was in his hands. Jalen Smith, all of a sudden, he's looking in the opposite direction, and the ball just, it appeared like like fucking, you're playing Madden. Like, ball <laughs> just appears, you know, that pixelation, and then boom, the yeah. ball is there. And then he's going, and Terry McLaurin just boom. And that was a huge play. They ended up with three points out of that yeah. drive. It was huge. It was absolutely huge. And um, I don't know if it would have been a different outcome if he didn't make that tackle, but I feel like they were the better team throughout the whole game. Yeah, they, they gave up a couple big passes early on. I mean, every team does at some point going to give up a bomb. Cooper was showing Darby who was boss at the beginning of the game. There's no doubt. No, he, he was. And I'm glad he got that pass interference on the second one because <laughs> right. <then> they, <laughs> that wouldn't have been pretty either. Yeah. You mentioned Alex Smith. That was a terrible play. But as we talked about last week, similar to the Bengals game, he had an Alex Smith kind of day. 150 yards, one touchdown. He had that pick. But if he doesn't have to do anything, you know things are going well. Right. Antonio Gibson dominated. The defense dominated for the most part outside of halfway through the second quarter. Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott had what, 30, 32 yards, yeah. 33 yards, something like that. At one point in time, it looked like he just had no desire to, especially after that fumble. He had a couple okay runs, but he wasn't there to play. Uh, well, McCarthy's neutered him. Yeah. Hey, you fucking idiot. You don't have Aaron Rodgers on your team anymore. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> yeah. And you don't have Dak Prescott either. No, you don't. But he just loves to throw the ball. Yeah. They must be miserable in Dallas knowing that they got that guy. Yeah. What, he signed a five-year deal? Ah, Jerry Jones will just throw him the money and kick him out of town. But yeah, what a bad coach. No, but Jerry Jones keeps guys around way longer than they should be. Look at Garrett. What was he there for? Fucking 10 years? Yeah, but he salvaged himself a couple of seasons in order to give himself another year. This guy has just shit the bed right off the bat. And yes, they've lost Dak, but they have not performed well defensively. They're garbage. And, you know, changing gears here. The deepest ball of the game. Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas. (laughs) What a hell of a throw that one. And what a fucking catch. McLaurin, man. He just catches everything. It doesn't matter. Here's a hypothetical. If Smith goes down... Would Thomas start over Haskins? 
with this coaching staff. Wouldn't doubt it. They played a little wildcat with with Logan too. They're starting to incorporate him. Well, he was drafted as a quarterback. I know, I know. You know, so it's not like he was drafted as a tight end. A little gun? Yeah, he, he had a gun on. I mean, and, and throwing with those gloves can't be easy. Mm-hmm. You know, those things are like stick them. You mentioned that as well. That's something that I loved about it as well. They pulled out all the stops. Yep. They even did that fumble rooski. <laughs> I was so confused. Did you know what was happening there? I saw him slide over to the to the guard spot. I didn't yeah. see who was behind the line for him to do that, but I was like, he's going somewhere with this. I thought actually what was going to happen is he was going to slide out to receiver spot and they were going to do a direct snap because it happened so fast. But yeah. I saw Smith moving, and I thought he was just going to go as a wideout, as a decoy on the wideout side. No, you don't want to do that with him. And they were going to do a direct <laughs> snap, and I'm like, yeah, right. He would have just stood there. Yeah, hell of a decoy, right? Yeah, but I mean, the, the regular fumble rooski is to actually like fumble it, yeah, and then, yeah, the, yeah. And the, the, then the running back sits on it, right? But who the hell is going to risk that <laughs> shit, you know? And it, but it was a modified version, and they they got the first out. It was yeah. fun, you know. Hey, you got to have a little bit of fun out there. Now, if the play would have gone south, I would have probably said, "What the fuck's going on?" But you know, hey, they were having fun. They tried a couple yeah. of different things. I liked it. I didn't mind it. It's on Thanksgiving, you know, everybody yeah. watching. Why not? If you're not going to do it then, when the hell are you going to do it, right? Yeah, it kind of reminded me like how they did that reverse on the, the first drive against, who was that, against the Giants, I think? Yeah, yeah. They were rolling at right. first drive, and then they do that stupid-ass play yeah. and put them back 10 yards. Right, you're like, If why? that would have happened, yeah. they were rolling in that yeah, drive. Yeah, I know, I know. And then you throw out the fumble rooski, and he fucks it up. Eh, at least it worked out. But The positives of the game are points after turnovers and changes of possession, huge. That's what you do to win football games. Defense didn't get into too much trouble. They came up a couple big plays at the beginning. But the offense did what they needed to do, and it was an all-around great performance by everybody. It really was, and I'm, I'm very happy with it. And if they go out and play well against Pittsburgh when that happens. God willing. <laughs> God willing. I mean, shit. If that, whenever that game happens at this point, now we're... Well, we got it scheduled. Yeah. We got it maybe. scheduled, maybe. Yeah. Tentatively. How nice for them to get that extra day. Well, it's not their fault. I know. In all fairness, they're doing the right thing. If anything, I mean, we'll get into, we'll get that, into later. that later in the show. But <laughs> I got a little few things to say on that. But it could not have been a more fantastic way to end Thanksgiving. Absolutely. And one other thing before we conclude on this, and I want to give yeah. a shout out. And this is a shout out to Ryan. Oh, I thought you were going to give me a shout no, out. No. Hell with you. You're fine. <laughs> He has been on the Peyton Barber train since day one. And this guy needs to get the ball more. He is a pounder. He's a yard after contact guy. He's got speed. He's got power. When they're having issues running the ball, everything's hunky-dory when McKissick and Gibson has holes and shit like that. I'm not saying that Gibson can't get yards after contact, but we're talking about the grinding yards. Peyton Barber needs to get the ball more. They have three solid running backs. Admittedly so, I was like, ah, Peyton Barber's just going to take a backseat. Every time that he's been out there, he's been productive. And he can catch the ball, too. I think he needs to get a little bit more playing time as far as their bruising back, which was the intention initially. But I think they've gotten away from that. But I am very impressed with how this running back core has been playing, especially since Alex Smith has been in there. They've stepped up and made life easier Hmm. for him. Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) No, they have. Even in games where they haven't done shit. In games that they don't do anything, I think Peyton Barber needs to get get the ball a few more times. I agree. And Barber, every time he gets the ball, he looks like he's shot out of a cannon. Right. Absolutely. And we talked about it last time. Hey, 
Use him as a fucking battering ram. Right. Get this defensive line, whoever you're playing, tired with him because he's a he's a little yeah. a little ball of fire out there and he'll hurt some people. And if Antonio Gibson, if there's no holes being opened, yeah, why beat him up? Right. Why beat him up yeah. and send him out on the flat? Right. Let Barber do the running. Yeah. You know, get him pounded. I'm really happy with the team. I mean, I know I'm a negative guy, but I'm really impressed with how they played and I'm happy going into the Pittsburgh game. We might come back screaming back to reality, but we'll see. We'll see. If there's any situation for them to go into right now, they're playing their best football. So this is really going to show where they are as a team. I, I still don't think they're a very good football team as far as going against that upper echelon, obviously, but it's going to be a true test to see where they are um, in the pecking order. Yeah, we will see and can't get much more of a test than <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, hey, Maybe we'll put their first loss on the board. Crazier things have happened. Maybe they'll have to forfeit. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, all right. So moving on to the Wizards. So this is a follow-up to Knowles raging on the fact that there was no conceivable way the GM, Tommy Shepard, lied to the media about John Wall requesting a trade last week. So if you haven't heard or, or know anything about this, the last time we talked about this, we had Chase Hughes on. And at that point, John Wall had not spoken to anybody on the subject. It was through surrogates, I guess you could say. A day later, Wall was at a charity event and somebody in the media asked him to, quote, set the record straight about his trade demands if he actually requested one. Wall replied with, quote, no comment and followed that no comment up with, quote, all I can say is this, man, <laughs> I worked my tail off all summer to prepare myself for this season and that's all I'm focused on, end quote. Then Wall was pressed about his no comment comment with another no comment. I did want to mention, in fairness, that Wall was there giving away a thousand meals in Southeast CC. Very nice thing to do. But I wanted to kind of hear your thoughts on this, Noel. Uh, you watched his no comments and you thought I was a crazy person for even suggesting the idea that Shepard would lie about such a thing. It doesn't change my opinion on it. Oh, no? It okay. doesn't. I think that it was in bad taste for the reporter, honestly, to ask the question when the guy's giving away turkeys to uh, the needy. The guy's giving away a thousand fucking meals all the way there until the wee hours of the night, giving this shit away. And a guy comes up to him on a presser when he's talking about what he's been doing there and talking about his mom and how this is for her and this and that. And and, And I know the question needs to be asked. I'm not doing my job unless I ask the hard questions. To me, if it were a presser after Wizards practice and somebody asked him that and he had no comment, I would take it a little bit further and I would think, okay, but in this situation, he was in the middle and he was there with friends and he was there with people that in a different forum that he just didn't feel like talking about it. Now, am I playing devil's advocate with it? Probably a little bit, but... I don't think it was the right forum for him to start discussing his trade demands. And if he did, if he didn't, and then what was the next question going to be? If Like, yeah, okay, let's say, for example, Matt, that he said, it happened. I don't know what to tell you. Then the questions continue. Well, a reporter's not just going to drop it there. Then he's going to ask, well, Shepard told us that it never happened and this and that and the other thing. And so who's telling what? And where were you thinking about getting traded? Was there any discussions with Beal? It doesn't end there. It's better to just say no comment and move on with your day while this guy's holding three bags with turkeys in it. Somebody's asking him that question. I think it's in bad taste and bad form. That's it. No, that's fair. I agree it was. But 
if you listen to the audio and, and his facial expression, he had that, absolutely, I asked for that, but I'm going to say no comment. Oh, you're looking so, into it a little bit too I'm far not. now. All he had to say was no. I think he had his usual, I'm annoyed with the press, and I'm not surprised that you asked that question, but I'm not feeding into it, look. Okay, that's fair, but if it didn't happen, all he had to say was no, conversation over, right? He didn't have to say no comment. No, no, if he would have said no, then th- there would have been a follow-up question, be like, well, where the hell did these rumors come from? According to so-and-so and sources say, they don't end it with a no and like, okay, cool. Salute. Okay. Salute to John. All right. Enjoy giving out the turkeys again. He couldn't have said, no, I didn't. And then the follow-up, no comment on anything else. I'm here to give out turkeys. Yeah, he probably, he probably could have done that. Like I said, nothing has happened since then. We've had Thanksgiving weekend. The season starts in a few weeks here. I don't know where they're at as far as their relationship goes. If it happened... There's more questions that need to come out of Shepard's mouth than Walls at this point. Because now, like I said in the previous episode when I was ranting, and I'm a little more calm now. I'm in the, it's the season of giving right now. So I'll give (laughs) calmness. Oh, that's nice of you. (laughs) That Wall doesn't need to answer the questions now. He's just a player. Shepard needs to answer the questions. He's the general manager. And if he if he straight up bald-faced lied at a press conference where these questions were going to be hard and he knew these questions were going to come up, why the hell are you lying? That's the real answer. And what's your motivation for it? These are the questions that need to be asked of him is say, okay, well, John gave no comment when he was asked the exact same question that you were. What's your take on this, Mr. Shepard? They'll ask And they will. Training camp's coming up. So now we'll see. And they're going to be answering these questions up until the trade fucking deadline. And that's it. And we're going to have to deal with it. Wall's going to be here. One way or the other, he's going to be on this team. And maybe he's going to prove it to other teams for the trade. But hopefully in the midst of that, this team can be successful And either A, they realize we got a good thing going here in the midst of that, or they get trade value for them. One of the two things are positives to me on that aspect of it. If he plays like shit, that's a whole nother animal that I don't feel like dealing with right now. Let's hope that's not the case. But if they trade him, they're going to have to give a lot to get out of that contract. It's not going to be a positive thing for them. And talking about Russell Westbrook and all that stuff, the one for one, I mean, that's not going to happen unless they just pay through the nose. And if they try to get out from under his contract, they're just going to have to take on three other shitty contracts. It's going to be a lose-lose proposition. Well, well, one thing that's the most concerning is, is that it's been dead silent with the Wizards and people are starting to come out with a multitude of things. Now, all of a sudden, it's come out that Beal potentially was the one pushing for the Westbrook trade. These I, sources are com- we talked about that. These before. sources though are coming out of the fucking woodwork, and there's nothing to back them up, and that's really concerning. And just like we heard about sources that Beal and Wall don't get along, even in, at the times when they were getting along, even when they were at each other's weddings and all of the above, they still were pressing the issue for whatever reason. These reporters are bored and let it go for now and let's see where it goes. I know they keep using the mantra of they're doing their job, but you don't have to spout out news just to make news. And that's that's what really bothered me the first time was is that one dude sent out a source about this and it went like wildfire without anything else. They went to the horse's mouth of the GM. He said it never happened and that it, it's almost like it went further and well, let's just let it play out. That's all I'm saying. Well, so the guy from The Athletic who said that, name escapes me, they actually... Shazam? Shazam, we'll call him that. (laughs) 
there was actually a confirmation from a from another source. So there was actually two yeah, people that apparently Walt told. So I think it happened. I'm going to stick to that. Okay. And well, if it did, it GMs did. lie all the time. And this is total confirmation for me that he lied if, by saying no comment. If it did, it did. And all I want to see is this Wizards team play well. And that's all I care about right now. And we'll go into the season this way. I'm tired of hypothesizing about it. I'm tired of hypothesizing whether Wall and Beal can coexist and A, B, and C. I just want to see basketball again. And we'll go from there. Well, that wasn't as fun for me as I thought it would be because I thought you were going to admit that you were completely no, wrong. No, I'm, not, I'm not admitting anything. <laughs> he said no comment, and I'm, I'm saying no comment. Oh, give me a fucking <laughs> break. What is this, Fox News? Jesus Christ. And I'm saying no comment. All right. Well... <laughs> I think we all know the truth. So we'll move on. We'll, we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> anyway, so back to the NFL. So you mentioned you want the NBA season to start and all that. And um, let's hope that it's COVID free. Good luck with all that. But COVID's been heavily in the news, to say the least, in the NFL. I'm sure you guys know that the Steelers-Ravens game that was supposed to be on Thanksgiving was postponed actually twice, possibly three times at this point. I'm not exactly sure how many times it's been postponed, but this time it's going to be on Wednesday due to head strength and conditioning coach Steve Saunders going to the facility with COVID symptoms, not reporting them, not wearing a mask, and also not wearing his COVID tracking device. I believe it's called basically. So if you guys, it's like when you reverse your car. Right. Yeah. Well, in this case, it's to know the people that he came in. No, no, I with. know. I know. Well, they all wear these devices. Actually, this was news to me. I didn't know. It, it, it has a distance sensor in it as well to make sure you're keeping that social distancing because apparently people don't know what six feet is. That's nah, tough to figure yeah. out. But this resulted in, as of now, 18 Ravens players that have been put on the reserve slash COVID-19 list, including quarterback Lamar Jackson. And so thanks to this clown, uh, Saunders, I mean. Washington's game, I did it again, Washington, the Skins game in Pittsburgh <laughs> has been pushed back until Monday at 5 p.m. That's an interesting time. We have to leave work a couple or stop working a couple minutes early for I'll that have one. I the express lane on my way <laughs> home. <laughs> Women and children, look out because I'm going to be going. <laughs> You gonna put like a uh, a blow up doll yeah, next to you yeah, or something? Right. I got one in the bedroom. You know. I- <laughs> I don't want to hear these things. Uh, But anyway, also something I found pretty funny. uh, The Broncos were forced to start Kendall Hinton. Jesus. A practice squad wide receiver because of all three of their, actually four of their quarterbacks in the roster, Drew Luck, Brett Rippon, Blake Bortles, and they were all in close contact with Jeff Driscoll. All four players were considered to have broken protocol by not wearing masks at all times and not properly social distancing while in the quarterback room. In case you're wondering, Hinton, who, again, started for the Broncos, he went one for nine for 13 yards and two picks. I think that I could do that. Eh, I don't know. This guy, <laughs> he had. this is how much he thought he had an opportunity in the NFL and that he was actually going to play. He has a LinkedIn up for medical sales. Okay. Yeah. He had one up as the game was going on. And he had on his resume Broncos Athletic Department or whatever on his resume. <laughs> This really? poor guy. You want to talk about being thrown to the damn wolves? I mean, good for him that he got to go out there. But getting just totally thrown to the damn wolves, this guy thought there ain't no chance. 
that I'm ever going to be on a field. He didn't even do anything in college, barely. At Wake, yeah. yeah. Well, he played three years at, at, at Wake as a quarterback. With an, I think, Quarterback in the, slash in the receiver, scene. yeah. Yeah, yeah. In his fourth year, he made a full move to wide right. receiver. So obviously, he wasn't good enough. They start. wish they had Logan Thomas now. Yeah, who okay. can? But there was... <laughs> right. <laughs> hold hold no, on, I, hold on. But real quick. Go. This makes me think of another story, and and bear with me for just a second because this could go south or north. I don't know. But here's another inspirational story that, that I thought initially was going to be inspirational, right? Sarah Fuller. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The goalie for the soccer team for Vanderbilt. So mm-hmm. apparently the Vanderbilt kicking department or kicking uh, whatever the hell you want to call it, they were out. They were decimated with COVID. So on Monday, after that weekend, they call her up and say, hey, uh, want to come kick for us on Saturday? So inspirational yeah. story. I mean, all over the news. If you haven't heard about it, you've been under a damn rock somewhere or just turn on a fucking TV. They get her out there. Okay. Apparently she has a big foot. She was practicing on the field. I was like, all right, I, w- I want to see what this is all about. I, obviously, I didn't watch fucking Vanderbilt, Missouri, but I was going to see the highlights. I recorded it. I was going to watch it later. <laughs> Get out of here. So finally, they're getting stomped by Missouri. So she really didn't get a whole opportunity, but she got to do the kickoff, the, the second half kickoff. It was the only kick that she had. You know what ended, they ended up having her do? A fucking 30-yard swib kick. This was like, eh. You know, I mean, <laughs> I saw this initially on NBC Nightly News. Okay, they had, it was okay. a big story. They had said it three times, you know, first power five girl, you know, big news. I figured at least this girl hit a damn field goal, you know, something. <laughs> this girl hit a pooch kick that almost went fucking out of bounds. Now, I thought it was going to be a great story. This poor thing goes out there. At least let her bomb a kickoff. You guys are getting crushed anyway. It's not not exactly necessary. Roughness right. here, I know. mean, a long way away from Kathy Ireland here. <laughs> You know, and it's like, and then she comes out afterward and they're like, how did you feel being the first power five girl and this and that? She's like, I just want to tell. Oh my God. That was sick. I, I just want to tell all the girls out there. You can do anything, anything. If a uh, girl's watching that, she sees, she kicked a fucking 20 yard swib kick that almost went out of bounds, dude. And a girl that sees that if Natalie watched, she doesn't know what the girl was attempting to do. Natalie can bomb a 50 yarder. Okay. If she saw this girl tinker down like Alex Smith with his freaking mangled leg, kicking it 20 yards and almost going out of bounds. I mean, what kind of inspirational story is that? I I don't know. Plus the fact that you were brought on because there was nobody else. Right. That's the worst. Yeah. I mean, then you do this big speech afterwards. I mean, it it was something out of like not another teen movie. Yeah, it was like, geez, oh, flip. (laughs) She's been on every interview talking about, you know, the sky's the limit crap. Here's the question, though. Couldn't they have asked one of the male soccer players to do that? Do you think they did it strictly to get publicity? Absolutely. There's no conceivable way. I, look, girls are fine, you know, and they can kick far, I'm sure. But I guarantee there's somebody on the Vanderbilt soccer team that could bomb the shit out of that thing if they want. Absolutely. To. I'm sure there's a guy on Vanderbilt on the right. football team that could have swib kicked it 20 yards. Come on, man. That's what I was saying. I was going off when I was watching. I'm like, really? This is what they brought this girl out to do? 
I understand you didn't have an opportunity to score and shit, but you knew you were getting stomped. Let the girl bomb one away off the kickoff at least. They didn't want to embarrass her. What if she like just like, uh, and hit I mean, I hate to, you know, rain on everybody's parade, but shit, man. Yeah, that's don't lead me into this crap and then show me that garbage. Anyway. All right. Where were we? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Going back to the NFL, my big issue with this is that the NFL is literally bending over backwards for the Ravens. Bending over backwards. They're pushing it. Oh, well, we got a Thanksgiving day, so we'll, we'll push it to Sunday. Oh, that didn't work out. We're going to push it to Monday. Oh, that didn't work out. Tuesday. Now let's do Wednesday. Yeah, it was one guy who was a total piece of shit that ruined their entire team, right? right? But he broke every protocol you could possibly have. Yet the poor Broncos, their entire quarterback room was decimated. You can't push it back for them. Right. What's the difference? You got the guy out there, speaking of unnecessarily, blow the whistle, blow the whistle. You know, when, when he, they got that backup out there and he's hiding behind the speaking ref. Of, not another teen movie, you know, when they the, the guy with the guy with like the sports yeah, goggles, yeah. you're like, oh, he's gonna, and then he gets ripped in half. Yeah, you can see. He just... <laughs> no, but I just don't understand how that's fair in any way. I understand right. that the Steelers-Ravens is a marquee matchup. That's why. No, totally. It is. But at the same time, where's the fairness here? The Broncos fucked up or, or Driscoll fucked up. And I guess they got other QBs didn't wear their masks or, or whatever. But with the Ravens, they trusted this Steve Saunders to do the right thing. And he had been known prior to that to take his tracking device off or whatever you want to call it, never wore a mask. And no one ever reprimanded him for right. it. And then all of a sudden it happens and it's like, oh God, we have like 150 COVID cases. That's just as bad, if not worse, than what the quarterbacks did on the Broncos. And then on top of that, it affects everybody else's fucking schedule. Absolutely. They're going to be fined and all that stuff, but I just don't get it. And then on top of that, they're like, okay, well, we got a quality control guy that used to play quarterback. Do you mind if we use him? And they're like, nah, you're good, Broncos. Deal with your wide receiver loser from the practice squad. Yeah, there's no, deny con- there's no consistency. There's <laughs> none. none. This is how the NFL's been. It's, it's all about now their game planning for the playoffs and also the marquee matchups. They're trying to milk every game that is going to matter financially and playoff-wise as they can. The rest of them can just go shit the bed. Unfortunately right. for them, the NFC East... <laughs> <laughs> everybody's playing for something now so they can't shit on them just yet because they're all playing for something but these are uh it's strictly because it's the Steelers it's not because oh it's no no Abso- absolutely that. and unfortunately for them the Steelers are undefeated so that's on top of everything else but it is a benefit for Washington regardless if it's pushed today I mean well we've said a couple of know. things Matt attendance that's an unfair advantage Another inconsistency. There's some states that you can't do it, some states that you can, and the states that you can, they've been packing houses as much as they possibly can. Yeah, they've been... They have 30,000 fans in in Dallas. Dallas. It's a different country. Exactly. So there's no consistency. It's getting closer and closer. Look, okay, at this point, as of... This was as of a week, a couple weeks ago, 95 players in the NFL have tested positive, 175 of other types of personnel have tested positive in the NFL. This is as of a week. This is before Thanksgiving. Before. Yeah. It's time now. And they don't have any weeks to keep to keep um, playing musical chairs with this shit. There ain't much time left if they want to keep the well, timetable. We, we talked about that and, from the exactly. very beginning. They, they, they should have left an they extra week. Let, Everybody should have had, had one bye. And, and like you said, they're, play, they're playing the... Who? What teams are important now? Game. 
because they've backed themselves into a corner where the only teams that matter are the teams that matter. Mm-hmm. And what's going to end up happening is either A, they're going to have to start canceling games because there ain't no weeks to do anything, or they're going to have to say, look, like the NBA did, they're going to make a cutoff at some point to the teams that are, that are still in contention and create a bubble because it's getting out of control. And we haven't even gotten into the holiday season yet. We've gotten past Thanksgiving. They haven't even brought out the numbers. We're already moving games back three times. This is getting ridiculous. Washington's schedule is being affected. Now they're having to move their games. It's a domino effect for all these teams, and it's absolutely ridiculous. You know, there's teams out there, like you said, Denver, and other teams that shouldn't have to appease the teams of importance. And that's what's happening more and more. And you're going to start seeing that just like the no middle class. It's going to be high end and low end. The one percenters. Yeah, exactly. And it's a joke. And they've backed themselves into this corner. And to be honest with you, Matt, I'm happy to see it. I will say this, though. (laughs) One of the few teams that are actually doing it right, Washington, for whatever reason, dumb luck or whatever the hell it is, I don't know. Or they're just taking it seriously maybe it has to do with that Rivera has was going through the I cancer treatments I wholeheartedly believe that they doubled down on the protocol because of him and good good yeah. I mean you're damn right you should I mean he shouldn't have been I mean, there to begin with in his situation but that's past and I'm sure they added protocols in place for him and you know who that where that comes from the top down Matt Give him his Please. due. Give him his due. <laughs> oh, well, uh, sure. Just like you wanted me to admit that... on the wall thing, admit on that. Give him his due. I'm not even going to say his name. I want you to say his name. Daniel M. Snyder, <laughs> I believe is his name. No, I think that shows potentially Rivera's leadership and control of his team. Yeah. He's done a lot of dumb shit throughout this year. Don't get me wrong. But I think that they respect him and they know that they don't want to be the guy that gets him sick and sure. kills him. I-, I will say this, though. I don't think the NFL will ever cancel this season no. in any any way. The only way they will is if somebody gets deathly ill or dies. And they're walking a fine line here because there's so many that have gotten sick. And you're talking older coaches that are way more susceptible to real health issues. And it could happen at any time. You know, we're on borrowed time Absolutely. right now. And here's the biggest problem, Matt. You got idiots that care about money over everything, right? And a lot of these guys don't believe in the science that are running this shit. They just don't. They figure it'll play itself out. You just put your head down and barrel through it. Put some dirt on it, okay? I'll give you a perfect example of this. Del Rio? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) perfect, perfect. That is a perfect example, but I'll give you a perfect example outside of sports at my job, okay? We finally have mandated that we have to wear masks everywhere finally i mean it's only been nine motherfucking months so we finally mandated about a week ago that we have to wear masks when things have gotten to an all-time high so i'm going into the urinal right i'm hitting the bathroom one thing i hate at a urinal is don't talk to me i want to get my shit done and get the hell out of there i put my head down and i want to go it's difficult enough sometimes to go when you got to go. I don't need somebody up my ass and, and making small talk at the urinal next to me. So when, can I can I say yeah. something before? There is one thing that's worse than somebody talking to you. When somebody can't take 15 seconds away from their cell phone and they're taking a piss at the urinal oh with their cell phone, God. you are a disgusting fucking human being. Give me a being. break, if, man. Like, anyway, yeah. just to... Oh, well. absolutely. Because you're, you're looking over like, <laughs> really? Because that, that's bad etiquette everywhere. You can't take a 20-second break from taking a piss <laughs> away from your cell yeah. phone. Really? 
Anyway. So anyway, I'm in there by myself, and all of a sudden, this dude comes in. Small talking king. Well, small talk about anything. All right, comes okay. waddling his way in. This guy must weigh 400 pounds. <laughs> Jesus. I don't, nobody listens. I don't even know how the hell this guy pisses at a urinal. So he comes oh, over, boy. and he's like, arr, arr. you know, wheezes from walking from here to there. <laughs> Wheezes when he's taking a piss. Does he have like the belt? The fat? he has like a Santa belt. <laughs> All right, with overalls. Well, with, 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 okay. yeah, with overalls to hold up his damn pants. So this guy sits next to me. At the, he's at the, at the urinal next to me. Starts making small talk, and I'm like, "Here we go." And he's like, "You know," and on top of that, we got to wear these masks. I turn turn to this guy, and I the only thing that I say to him, I didn't say a damn word the whole time. The only thing I say, look, dude. <laughs> I'm not trying to be an asshole, but dude, you're going to be one of the first to go if you get COVID. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I said. Motherfucker didn't say a word after that. Best thing I ever did. Win-win. I'm tired of dealing with idiots. The guy weighs 400 pounds. He can't breathe anyway. He can't breathe anyway. This asshole's (laughs) worried. Don't blame it on the mask. This guy's worried about a damn mask. Dude, you get COVID, you're toast, man. Oh, and he's totally one of those guys that that has the nose open. Yeah. I mean, why even wear it, asshole? If you're if you're gonna have your nose open, you disgusting. This fuck. guy's one sandwich away from a heart attack. He's worried about a damn mask. You, you, dude, you yeah. are done. You're the reason why my insurance is so high, and you're complaining about a mask. How dare you? So I was pissed that he was next to me in the urinal. But my point is. <laughs> And he's never made small talk with me again, by the way. So my point is, these are the idiots that you're having to fight through. Yeah. And they're trying to appease these people. And it's one of those things where it's an uphill battle every single time. And on top of that, they're trying to make a shitload of money and cram all this stuff in. But you're dealing with this mentality of people. And believe me, just because they're rich and just because they're high up doesn't mean they don't think the same way. No, you're right. Well, and they're completely sheltered from the rest of the right. world. You know, they don't know the reality of the situation. They, and if they do, they don't give a shit, you know, and we're talking about going going from your company <laughs> just to the NFL owners, I guess, is we'll use that. But yeah, th- these are billionaires. They're completely shut off from the rest of the world, from reality. They don't want to believe it. They don't want to believe the realities of the situation because that means what? Less money. Right. God forbid if you give a shit about your fellow man or the people that are working for you. But I'll be the first to say, I do not want football going No, anywhere. but, so I, but I Matt, make there that has clear. to be a quality of product on the field. When you're getting oh, down yeah. to guys that have their fucking resume on LinkedIn, that has to go on the damn field and almost get himself killed, and is one of nine, 13 yards, two picks. Well, what are we watching? <laughs> what are we watching? Well, that's because they did not plan properly. Right. They put their head in the sand, didn't think it was real, thought it was overblown by the media, liberal media. And that's why I'm saying these guys at my my job and only doing masks a week ago, it's rampant. It's not just the the redneck at a trailer park that thinks this way. It's rampant. It's, It's infiltrated everything, whether it's money, whether it's your mentality, whether it's your freedom, whether it's anything. It's an awful circumstance to be in where we have to, A, worry about working or worry about getting COVID or worry about money or worrying about COVID. There can be an in-between thing where you manage it and they're not managing it. You know, the NBA is starting up. They have some protocols going into place. 
You have a maximum of 45 people that can go with the team and travel. No family, no cats and dogs, everyone. Sorry. You're going to have to stay home, Bobby. They have that. They have a 10-day waiting period if, you, if you've if you tested positive for COVID. Two days, you have to be isolated in practice with a mask. It's not a perfect science. I mean, they came out with a 138-page protocol the other day. Okay, 138 pages. Now, it's on an individual basis. Now, if it becomes widespread, they don't really have anything yet. But at least from the bubble and from this, at least I feel like they give a shit. They understand yeah. that this is not going to be perfect, but they are attempting to make it as best that they possibly could. And the NFL, we talked about this before the season started, has done everything that they can wrong. I don't give a shit what they showed on. And like we said, maybe Washington's doing it. Obviously, they're doing it a hell of a lot better than other places. They're, they're taking it seriously. Just like else. in the country, Matt, there's no yeah. national consistency. Everybody is, you can have fans here, you can't have fans there. Everybody has to have some consistency, just like it is with college football. Some conferences are canceling games, other are postponing it. You got idiots like Dabo Sweeney, and I hate that motherfucker, that goddamn redneck. Can I say that? Fuck it. Yeah. Dabo. Dabo. Is there a, is there a worse name? Is there a more stereotypical order? name <laughs> of an idiot from the South? Dabo, Dabo, Sw- Dabo Sweeney. Sweeney. This guy, he loves Jesus. So this idiot, which I hate anyway, they were supposed to play Florida State back on, I don't know, it was like November 21st or something. Oh, yeah, I remember this. This guy bitches and complains yet again because FSU decides they're going to cancel the game. You know why? Because this fucking idiot decided to have one of his infected players go into Tallahassee, and FSU said, we ain't playing you, son, and we're not rescheduling it. We're outright canceling the damn game. Now, part of it is probably because they knew they were going to get their ass kicked, but... Well, that's what he said. He said that they were pussing out pretty much. They should have forfeited this and that. Fuck you. Fuck you. Well, the, the worst thing that the NFL did, though, Noel, is whoever fucks up, these forfeits are on the table. Right. They haven't done them yet. But eventually, like you said, their back's going to be up against the wall. They're going to have to forfeit some of these games. There's just not enough weeks in the in the year. And to penalize the team that had nothing to do with this. And like, for instance, the Ravens fucked up everything. Right. If somehow this Steelers game gets canceled and the Steelers would win, neither team gets paid. You want to talk about fairness? What the hell is that? Right. I'm not one to defend the Steelers by any stretch, but this isn't their problem. But their players aren't going to get paid for an entire week. They don't know what to do, Matt. But it's absurd. I know. They don't know what to do at this point. They just keep pushing games all over the place, and they don't know what to do. They're pushing the ball down the field, and hopefully it ends up where they want it to go. And at some point, there's going to be a wall there, and they're not going to be able to get over it. And going back to when you have idiots like these Dabos and the guys at my work and things like that making stupid fucking statements that they have no idea what the hell they're talking about, they're going to continue to try to push the ball down the field instead of resolving the problem, which is resolving the problem at this point is the NFL needs to realize their shortcomings in this and stop pretending it doesn't exist by just moving and hop, skipping and jumping games all over the damn place and realize that they have to create an isolation if they want this game to be successful. Because I'm not going to watch a fucking fifth string quarterback run around like a chicken with his head cut off and worried about him getting self-killed out there. 
because there's either A, somebody's going to die from COVID, or some guy's going to get his fucking head taken off that has no business being out on a field. Boom. Boom. Mic drop. Yeah. That was for you, JP. Yeah. Dipshit. All right, that's it. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode. We're on all major podcast platforms. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you like this show, share it on social media. Again, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, the Facebook group, and our website, BeltwaySportsRose.com. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you on Friday.